Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you enjoyed your football weekend. We got a lot to discuss. A lot went on over the weekend. Uh, it's your favorite fantasy football fiend, the fantasy football fiend himself, of course, Zay. Uh, I got my boy with me, Young Vander. Holla at the people. Fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? My main man, bro, Joe. Holla at the people, Joe. What's up? What's up? So did y'all go anywhere interesting, do anything out of the norm, or was it just a, a regular Thanksgiving holiday this past week for you guys? Uh, I went out, chill with some friends, um, some guys I grew up with, they family for Thanksgiving, uh, my son and I. So it was it was just, you know, regular, nothing crazy. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's what's up. How about you, Joe? You you go anywhere or do anything out of the norm? No, nah, just chill, man. Watch. Tried to watch some of the games. That's pretty <laughs> much it. I feel you. I feel you. Th- Thanksgiving is normally the the holiday that uh, we all hook up at one of my other family members' houses. So I guess the the thing that was most different for this holiday for me is the fact that I did a whole bunch of nothing. I um, just kind of sat around the house with the kids and. Um, I think I passed out about three times from overeating, um, but outside of that, uh, pretty much the norm. Got a lot of news going on, um, several injuries that are going to affect the playoff picture. So as customary, bonjour, konnichiwa, good day, eh? hola, como esta, good day, mate, Utentek, and what's poppin'? We're going to go ahead and get you into your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So we have several news items to talk about from injuries. There's a couple of teams that are in a few different situations. We have the Dallas Cowboys, who their lead dog, their, their running back, um, he's been having some, some knee issues. Speaking of Ezekiel Elliott, the scuttlebutt talk, if you will, was that they were thinking about resting him, putting him on a three-week IR type situation to kind of let them get it together so they wouldn't have any worries come playoff times. However, Elliot himself indicated Sunday that at least he isn't involved in the discussions and he does not want to go in that direction. I don't know if this was a smoke and fire situation or what. Normally, the player is the last one to know. Dallas may have a little bit of a scenario arising there. It does seem like Elliot been pretty much uh, struggling through a knee injury. He's looking like a shell of himself, you know what I mean? But uh, it's just one of those things where the who has the last say, like you said, if it's the player, he's going to play. If it's right. the organization, he's not going to play. Um, so, you know, how it is, you have to save these guys for themselves. I mean, I play ball, so I remember my knee was looked like a volleyball, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I could barely move around, but I, I was on the field. 
You know what I mean? It's just one of them things, man. If you got, if you a dog, you just want to be able to. If you now, if you're too hurt and you can hurt your team, then that's one thing. Right. If you feel like you can still make a play, oh, you're gonna be out there. Definitely, if it's a player's decision, he'll be on the field. Yeah, and he he hasn't had 20 touches since week eight, so they've been trying to kind of rest him in game, if you will. But um, from the looks of it, he he's not getting better by just having a, a lower amount of volume. So we'll have to monitor that the last thing that you want as a fantasy player is for him to get his rest during uh playoff time our, our championship uh, weeks if you will getting him prepared for the actual nfl's playoff week so that's definitely a situation to monitor to try to get in front of now if you possibly can we have christian mccaffrey uh, he ended up getting x-rays on his ankle the ne- the x-rays were negative that's a that's a good thing. Uh, he rolled his ankle and he he likely avoided a major injury, uh, but he does have a bye week this coming week. So that that kind of came in right on time. Whether or not he'll be able to go at full strength after this week, well, we we won't know probably until the latter portion of the week, or or maybe even the beginning of week thirteen. We'll kind of see if he's practicing as as normal, or if he's limited or not practicing at all. But Christian McCaffrey is hurt with that ankle injury so if you have the space on your bench and he's available you might want to get cuba hubbard uh, a, a week in advance if you can do that i know with some of the shorter benches it, it can become kind of difficult to navigate with all the other injuries going on right now but just something to keep in mind um you have dalvin cook who may have a torn labor unlike with uh, baker mayfield and, and and those types where you have like a a labor issue on the none throwing shoulder for running back uh, when you have to hold on to that ball with both hands a, a torn labrum is is not a good thing and it's his right shoulder which is actually his you know his his dominant side so he was carted off the field on sunday I'm not sure if you guys had an opportunity to see this game or not, but he looked like he was in a tremendous amount of pain. He has a history of trouble with the left shoulder. This is the opposite side this go around. It actually dislocated. They weren't able to pop it back into place. Uh, so that's that's going to be an interesting scenario. Not exactly sure if there is a timetable for Mr. Cook yet or if it's guaranteed that he'll be out. But we we know his backup is Madison. So if you can grab him or if you're the Cook owner, hopefully you already had him. But Cook has a possibly torn labrum in the right shoulder. There's always certain guys you definitely want to have the handcuff. Very I'm true. not the type of guy that says I got to have the handcuff for every star running back I have. But if you have Davin Cook, if you have Nick Chubb, if you have Derrick Henry, these three guys, if you have McCaffrey, a lot of these guys yeah. you definitely need to have the handcuff for these guys because they have a whichever higher. Whichever San Fran running back, whichever San Francisco. Well, with San Fran, it's a, it's a. Grab, they hold, just get everything. You know what I mean? But <laughs> these guys are very highly likely. To get injured yeah like madison shouldn't have been on any free agency this year like it's just a no-brainer at this point you've seen devil over the years it's a no-brainer to have the handcuff nick chubb nope definitely have the hand certain guys you just want to have the guy that's backing up playoffs are about to start in just a couple weeks uh, for most i have a couple of leagues that playoffs are starting next week but what you don't want to do is still be in the experimental phase of fantasy You should have your starters. You should have their backup shit. They go down, but you shouldn't be, you know, throwing out, you know, a wish and a prayer and hoping for the best at this point. We kind of have an idea of who's who and what's what. So always keep that in mind. Speaking of Kareem Hunt, he suffered a leg injury late in the game. I actually didn't see this. 
He was held out of Cleveland's final offensive possession due to a stiff leg. Not exactly mm-hmm. sure what that means, but it was his first game back. Um, So to have to leave the game after a five-game absence due to what's been labeled as a stiff leg, um, that's it's definitely not a good. Um, hopefully he'll be up and at him, good to go. Come next week, we'll see how that goes. But in surprising fashion, Cleveland didn't run Dearness Johnson out there at all. So I mean, they have the the backs to really truly have a committee, but it looks like they'd rather just be the two headed monster, even though they have you know several backs. So we'll see how that's going to go. You have Miles Sanders hurt his ankle in the loss on Sunday. It was his second week back from an initial injury that was a knee injury, if my memory serves. Uh, But he ended up having to leave the game uh, due to an ankle injury. Now, the thing about it is the issue with Sanders is this isn't his first bout with this ankle injury. Um, The injury led to an IR stint for Sanders earlier in the season. So it's it's really going to be interesting to see if he can actually come back this year. And the reason I say that is Philly is at the point now where they definitely aren't making the playoffs. We only have a couple games left and this ankle injury is a re-aggravation of an injury. So we'll kind of see where that goes. But Miles Sanders may just be on the shelf for a week or two dealing with that injury. Yeah, this guy, he definitely uh, it looks that he's going to be out for a little while. I'm not sure the extent of the injury. Uh, Boston Scott came in, got 15 carries uh, in that game, did reach the end zone. It's funny, right? It seems that Miles Sanders is the better talent, but he doesn't. The, the Eagles don't, but the Eagles, when he's in the lineup, doesn't don't run the ball as much. I don't know if y'all yeah, noticed that. True. It just seems like <laughs> when he's here. It's almost you know, spiteful. It's crazy. Right, right. It's like on purpose, seem like seem intentional. But when he's out, then guys, let's run this ball. So it's it's strange. But if Boston Scott is available on your waiver, please go grab him. They're playing the Jets next week, which is the worst run team in the league. How do you feel about Howard and Gainwell? Uh, I know uh, Jordan Howard. Howard. Is out. I was about to say, I know Howard was out this week. I'm not exactly sure what his standing is going to be for next week, but Scott can't take it all on himself. It may actually be a lot easier to decipher if only Scott and Gainwell are available. Gainwell, if Scott has already been taken, may be a decent pivot. Again, you're going against the worst run defense team. Scott can't take all the carries. No, but I mean, they're using Gainwell more of a receiver this past weekend. uh, He didn't get any carries, but he had four targets. Right, if Sanders is out altogether, though, right? So I, I, do they I have feel, another running back? I'm trying to think if they. I'm sure, but uh, nobody fantasy worthy. Right, true. Uh, but I think uh, if Howard is out and Sanders is out, I still see Boston Scott getting the goal line carries and just most of the carries. Uh, Gainwell is just like I said before, is more re- more used in the receiving role. Now he did have 13 rushes back when they played Detroit in week eight. So he can carry the ball a little bit, but it'll probably be right. a, a split, maybe not 50-50, maybe a 70-30 split, 65-35, but Boston Scott is the guy to own in this in this, in this this position. You got Debo Samuels, who's going to need an MRI for a growing injury. He's supposed to get that taken care of on today, if I'm not mistaken. So we should have a little bit more information on Debo. But um, he was racking up the points, and then we saw him take off to the sideline. He was noticeably upset. Not too soon after that, he was kind of, you know, playing along with his teammates and kind of, you know, being the rah-rah guy on the sideline if you will. So 
I don't, I don't know if that was just a we're winning, so I'm happy even though I'm injured, or if that was I'm injured, but if I needed to, I could get back out there and send us how we're up by X amount of points. It's, it's no need. I'm not exactly sure which direction um, this is going to take, but definitely something to monitor. And it looks like the guy, I think his name is Jennings, uh, ended up getting you know a little bit of shine after Debo wasn't out there. Um, obviously, IU would be the uh, wide receiver one out there or, or Kittle would probably be the wide receiver one out there if Debo doesn't go, but just something that you definitely want to take a look at. But he did have a groin injury. I think it was last year, if not the year before last. So this is like a recurring thing with the groin. Is but that what kept him out or was that another injury that kept him out those several weeks? I, I know, I know it's, he's oh. had a couple of different injuries, but I can't remember if the groin was something that he just played through or, or if it was the, the knee or shoulder that finally took him out. Definitely yeah, something to keep him out. That's mind. a big loss for them, definitely. Because Ayuk isn't playing to the role. Because they're supposed to have a similar skill set where Ayuk is to still play like the X receiver and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think yeah, this is devastating. He was going to have a great year, but I think he might miss like three to four weeks. The funny thing about it, Jalen Hurd was supposed to be the 2.0 Debo. If you see, they yeah. have a similar skill set. Wide receivers kind of built like running, will have a running back kind of mentality. That's what Jalen Hurd was, but he couldn't stay healthy and they end up releasing him. So that's the thing about those types of receivers. They, right. They, so, like, go all so out. like you said, like, there's nobody really, you know, can fill that role because Debo was getting a lot of a lot of carries as well. You know, what I mean, it's catching the ball, so very big. You got Teddy Bridgewater who was able to come back into the game after getting a shin injury on Sunday. This game was uh, entertaining for a few moments until Denver kind of started to pull away. But um, Teddy Bridgewater was able to get back into the game. Um, you saw Locke come in there and show why he isn't an option for quarterback right now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it seems like uh, Bridgewater tends to get these ticky-tack injuries, but they tend to take him out of games to whereas a lot of other quarterbacks can kind of get through it without the need for the backup to kind of come through. Denver was able to pull out a win on this weekend, so he was able to get it out. I think he's kind of starting to get the locker room behind him a little bit more. It's going to be interesting to see what Denver does in the offseason, whether or not they give him another opportunity to – kind of guide the ship or if they're going to be hard charging towards another QB. But he stays hurt. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst of ideas to have yourself that someone in the same vein of like a, a Taysom Hill type or a, something like that where, where you where you actually have a a someone who would be considered starting worthy if they had to hop in there. We'll see how that goes. Trey Sermon, speaking of 49ers, Trey Sermon was sidelined for the the second half of the game due to an ankle injury. I mean, he was ruled out pretty promptly, so not exactly sure of the significance. Uh, He hasn't really been the fantasy stalwart that we foresaw. Mitchell kind of took his cookie, if you will, but he did end up getting injured. Um, Pat Firemove, he suffered a concussion. Cincinnati put a whipping on Pittsburgh and this was just it just wasn't a good night for Pittsburgh it just wasn't in the cards for him on on, on last evening so uh, but Firemuth is showing um, as a rookie tight end that he has what it takes to be a, uh, a every week starter as far as fantasy is concerned when healthy I think that's what we're going to see from him going into next year um, well just depending on you know what they do at quarterback and whether or not that new quarterback because Ben is Ben is past done. He doesn't even look like you want to be out there anymore. Yeah, I got a chance to watch this game. Uh Joe Mixon came out with his hair on fire. Right. Yeah. Um, had a really good game. Man, what do you say? Like I said earlier in the season, man, 
it's hard to say goodbye to yesterday. And <laughs> but it's big, time. <laughs> yeah, Big Ben is, is you didn't took like my man said on life, you didn't took enough of a beating now. Bring him on in, go him out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He took enough of a beating, and it's time for him to end it. He had a great career. I say he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, yeah, but it's time. It's, it's time for them to find his replacement, and I think Dwayne Haskins isn't it, and Mason Rudolph isn't it either. Um, oh, no, not at so all. It's, I it's, really, I re- I'm really starting to believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to make his way to Pittsburgh. That's possible. But you know one thing about these organizations, it's a, it's a kind of double-edged sword where – if you find a replacement too early, then the veteran quarterback, he feels insulted. But so you got organizations that find it too Like Big Ben was done a couple years ago, but they don't want to disappoint, you know, insult him by bringing somebody in, his predecessor or whatever. And just like you see with Jordan Love was supposed to be the one for Rodgers, he felt insulted by it. So it's like you have to know when to choose when, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to getting the next guy coming in. Uh, but they, I think they still have waited a little too long for their, for theirs. Um, hopefully they can find it in the offseason uh, via free agency since it's a, a good organization with a strong background. Uh, but it's either that or the draft. And if it's the draft, they're probably going to be rebuilding for a while. So hopefully yeah, for they can get a Matt Ryan or get an Aaron Rodgers in the offseason uh, or maybe even a Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody to come in and, and, and take that uh, job. There's certain teams in the NFL that you just – you don't want to see struggle, even if they aren't necessarily at the top of the heap. It's just kind of like in, in, in basketball. They, they say when the Knicks are on fire, the NBA is better. You know, when the Lakers and the Celtics are good, the NBA is better. There's just certain teams in the NFL that it just seems like it's it's not real if they aren't at least above 500. Without a decent quarterback, if you're talking about a, a Mason Rudolph, or Dwayne, how bad does Dwayne Haskins have to be to not be able to supplant Mason Rudolph. At any rate, I mean, one of one of the two of them will probably be remain the backup nine times out of ten. Just just the way you know Pittsburgh does things. So we'll kind of see how that works out. But I do believe Big Ben is is pretty much done. The fact that they only gave him a one year extension kind of said that hey, we're gonna see what you got this year, and after that, then hey, I don't know what to take. Um, we still had the Saints running backs that were having issues this past weekend. Uh, hopefully, Alvin Kamara will be able to get back. Uh, he still had that knee injury going on. Mark Ingram is in a little bit of a, a better scenario, if you will. Looks like he's going to be okay to go. Um, but Kamara, not exactly sure what's going on with him. When, when, when he was originally diagnosed, it didn't seem like it would be a, a multi-week injury. Um, in all honesty, I, I didn't think that he would end up out of an actual game at all. But now it's, you know, I, are, are the Saints kind of in that we, we don't have anything to win? We're not going to put our star player out there and, and get him hurt in a season that we can't take anything away from? Is- yeah, honestly, I wouldn't bring Kamara back out there. It's not even like you said a point. I like Jones. Obviously, Ingram didn't play this week, but Kamara, man, that's that's a, a pivotal part. You just gave the man money, too. I think they need to kind of rest them up. I can definitely see that. You got CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Hopefully, they'll be rejoining the Cowboys this week. They were definitely missed this past week. Lamb was recovering from a concussion, and he just couldn't get past that final part of the concussion protocol to get back on Thursday in that short week for Thanksgiving. I mean, Amari Cooper, he's likely to rejoin the team. He was on the COVID list and because he was unvaccinated, he ended up having to be away from the team 
with an automatic 10-day quarantine and missed two games based on where the games were placed. Uh, with Thanksgiving, the shorter week being one of the games that he missed. So hopefully he'll be back this week. You got Kadarius Tony who didn't play on Sunday. He He seems to be, you know, in and out, in and out. I'm not sure if this is I'm, – I'm not familiar with his uh, college history. I know, Joe, you kind of keep your ear to the ground on the college players a little bit more than I do. Is this his norm? Does, does, is he one of those guys that gets hurt a lot, or or is he just kind of getting hit for the first time by grown men and it's going to take him a little while to adjust? I think that might be the noticeable thing. I didn't, I didn't, I'm the same with you with Tony. I didn't really notice that he had any like significant like injuries in college. But it seems to be with these more elite and faster players specifically, that they tend to have a lot of these ankle, hamstring, calf injuries uh, once they do get to the pros. You know, I think it's a culmination, like you said, of learning how to actually route run, not just doing go routes and stuff like that, but right. actually being yeah. more nuanced and break, you know, breaks and stuff like that playing a part of it. I can definitely, you know, I, I never thought about it from from that angle. I can definitely see that if, if you don't know how to start, stop, change direction, things of that nature, fluidly, that can cause some ankle, some knee, some you know, some shin. I mean, that, that you're talking about hard stops, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can break yourself up real quick. Aaron Jones was active in Green Bay's game yesterday, but he didn't do very much in the game. So um, I, I'm pretty sure that was one of those uh, kind of the same vein as the Kareem Hunt's as well. Didn't quite turn out the same for Kareem Hunt, but it was one of those, hey, let's let's get you through the week and we'll, you know, kind of get you indoctrinated and everything going forward. I know they have kind of a unique situation to whereas their backup running back, which was Dylan, has the capability of being a starting running back. So they have a little bit more fluidity, a little bit, a, a couple more options there, um, as opposed to other teams where, you know, your starter is pretty much all you got. Hopefully Aaron Jones will be back to his norm sooner than later. Let's go ahead and get into this game review. All righty. So we'll go ahead and start out with our games from Thanksgiving. We had the Bears versus the Lions, the Raiders versus the Cowboys, and the Bills versus the Saints. Uh, those games ended up with the Bears winning 16 to 14, the Raiders winning 36 to 33, and the Buffalo Bills winning 31 to 6. Honestly, in these games, there wasn't a whole lot to be seen. What I mean by that is they kind of went down the way I figured they would go down. The Bears eked out a win against a, a team that hasn't won a game yet. The Raiders beat up on a team that didn't have some of their main guys, you know, any given Sunday. But you could say if the Cowboys had their guys, this might have been an easy win for them. Since I only lost by three points. Still took a L. It is what it is. Buffalo, they just beat up on the Saints, which was expected. The Saints didn't really have too many guys to throw out there that would be able to compete with such a good defense and such a good offense. But Pittsburgh went up against the Bengals. Man, talk about a route. I, I don't I don't know if the Bengals are finally coming on or if anyone at this point can kind of put the Steelers out the pasture, but that ended up being a 41 to 10 game. Pretty much the Bengals went off other than Jamar Chase. He kind of was held in check. Higgins went off. Burrow had a pretty decent game. Mixon went totally off. He definitely was a a mainstay in several teams' victories uh, over this over this week. We had the Panthers and Dolphins. So, man, 
this game, where do you start? Cam Newton is back, just like he said, to being a garbage quarterback. Um, he, he, this guy can't throw the ball. Like, like he he's a hell of a running back. He's a a hell of a a, a, a motivator from all appearances, based on comments from team members from this team and uh, others. But Man, he can't throw the ball. I mean, at, at one point, I think he was like, I want to say three for 15 with two interceptions at one point in the game. I think he ended up with like 21 attempts, five completions, two interceptions and like 90 some odd yards. Like it it was a putrid performance and going against Miami. Now, remember what I said last week, whichever one of these teams takes an L, it's probably going to go on a downward spiral. Combine his future quarterbacking with the fact that you now can't lean on Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't know where his team is going. And that's also, if, if you're keeping track, that makes the Panthers 0-10 in the last games, in the last 10 games that Cam Newton has been a starter in. So he ended up getting benched. I don't know if it was just for that game or if they're, they're moving on um, or they're just kind of saving it from himself. But this was a horrible performance by the Panthers, and uh, the Dolphins did what they needed to do. So did, did you guys catch this game at all? And the Dolphins are doing what I said early in the year what was missing. They're playing defense. The team last year was playing well due to the defense. They was like number one scoring defense in the league. And now they're getting back to playing good old defense. And Tua is just managing the game. I mean, they're on a four-game win streak and it's due to not turning the ball over and great defense. Cam Newton, what can I say? He need to join Big Ben as Back. far as shutting it down. Like, it's just not that. It's funny that as the years go on, you just became worse at throwing the ball you know it seemed like you would be better at least maintain maintain what you were but it just seems worse um i think the thing with cam it came in when that i can't remember what year it was a few years back when they was trying to change his mechanics yeah and i'm one i'm one of the people who find believe of just don't leave, just leave it alone it's like trying to change somebody's jump shot at the age of 23 like no like, if this guy been shooting this way since he was 10 years old, 8 years old, and if it's going in, forget the form. Made it to the league. You know what I'm saying? Shot. Right. <laughs> you, don't worry about the form. I think so many people are, they look at the form. If it's working, if it, it like Sean Marion, probably the ugliest jump oh, shot you ever seen in your life. If it, <laughs> it goes in, why would you try to change it? I think we Cam, these quarterback coaches come in, trying to change his mechanics, and it, it's just, it's just, messed him up man so he's in my eyes i think we've seen the last of him also cam had that really bad shoulder injury i think we're almost three seasons ago and he's not yeah. right in shorts he looked he bombing it and all this other stuff but it seemed like when the pads come on and the lights go on he played one solid game and then like i said it's back to usual i'm gonna be 100 with you i don't even think he played one solid game he just came in when they were in a goal line situation had they put him in on the other end of the field and made him actually get to the red zone, I don't think he would have got the two touchdowns that he got in the first game that he that he came back in. But that's just my humble opinion. We have the Titans went up against the Patriots. The Patriots took care of business, 36 to 13 in that one. New England's defense is for real. Mac Jones is for real. Um, they don't they don't put him in situations to fail because the running game is for real. Don't look now, but the Patriots are at the top of the division. They have everything in front of them. They can split with Buffalo at this point and still take the division. Bill Belichick and the Patriots 
this is, I want to say, game number five or six that they've won in a row now. Because we started out uh, two and four. So, yeah, this is um, game six in a row that they've won. Um, the defense is now ha- has gelled. And more than anything else, everyone on the offense just does their job. No one is trying to take over for anyone else. You got guys out there that I was looking at like, okay, why did we just spend money on this dude? Born, for instance, this guy is he, he's showing up. He he's showing up just about every week, just like Hunter Henry. Um, but because they aren't the sexiest of names, uh, a lot of fantasy players may not be paying attention. But man, um, they're definitely going in the right direction. Yeah, man, no surprise to me uh, with New England this year, especially defensively. Uh, you had a lot of key guys that missed last year due to COVID that set out. Uh, I mean, key players, and then the amount of money that. Robert Kraft and company spend the offseason on this defense. Like, I'm not surprised how well the defense is playing. Like, this is kind of expected. Matt um, Judon is worth every single Ju- penny man, spent. I don't know what award can he get uh, most improved or whatever. He's a yeah, candidate. Yeah, got to be. <laughs> you know I'm mean? not saying he, wasn't, he was bad in Baltimore, but, man, it's like Look. every snap. Judon is in somebody's face. He's in, he's in on the play. Yeah, he, he every fits, single play. Yeah, he fits this scheme like a glove. I yeah. haven't seen a good pass rush in New England since Chandler Jones. Facts. You know what and I mean? So to uh, piggyback on that point with Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. this is the only guy to actually put up the same numbers. Okay. Where in game twelve, he had he already had eleven and a half sacks. So he's he's averaging almost a sack a game. We we right. like to to your point, we have not seen that since Chandler right. Jones. And also keep in mind your boy Collins, Collins didn't play. So and he he's the best linebacker. So when fits. he's back, man. And it, but it's one of those things where I say Coach K had to do it in college football and college basketball. Bill had to get out his own way this yeah. past year. He yep. finally I spent agree. some money. Because think about it. Uh, Chandler Jones and 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 and, and uh, Richard Seymour and and all these guys they these are homegrown guys right <laughs> who who do well and then they get a bag and then he don't want to pay them and they go somewhere else he finally said hey you know what hell we need to bring somebody in that's good he bought Judon in and you see the display like I guess Bill say man let's let's spend this money enough is enough you know what I mean so he kind of got his own way and actually bought the talent in to fit his scheme and man it looks. It look, just imagine if they still had a Chandler Jones on the other side. My God, if you had like a Judon <laughs> and Chandler in this scheme, ridiculous. You know what uh, I mean? Uh, so you don't even have to go back that far. Imagine if they still had Stephon Gilmore. They don't need Gilmore side. though. They don't. That's the thing. The 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 uh, the, the corners he have back there now. They don't even need Gilmore. Mills, yeah, Jackson's Jackson. a beast, man. Yeah, they don't even need Gilmore. Gilmore's in the way. You know what I mean? As far as money wise, of course Gilmore's top three corner in the league talent wise, but. From what he's getting up front, man, this is the the New England of old when they was getting that rush with the front and, and them guys just just licking their chops on the back end, man. Like this this defense is is crazy. And Matt Jones, man, what can you say? The best uh, rookie we've seen this year, Bye. quarterback, Bye. and uh, he's just he's gonna be good. I think if they keep him, if I hope that uh, McDaniel stays through the through the process with this guy. You know what I mean? I don't hope he take another job somewhere else and let a whole bunch of coordinators keep coming in and, and picking with him. I hope McDaniel stays with this guy, man, because he's going to be good. I can see Mac Jones being the reason that McDaniels stays to be the, the next guy up after yeah. Bill Belichick. But Bill's so. not going to die. 
Now he's gonna be 137 years old coaching his team. He gonna you know he gonna be on a on a gurney, I can uh, a wheelchair, calling plays, bro. I don't think he'll leave the game, but I could see him taking that that Tom Coughlin type of a position where like the, the president of nah. football operations or something like that. No, nah. like, like like I mean he he's what he's 70 already. I think there's one person get Bill off that field. That's God. If 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 an illness don't happen. Or something like that. Bill ain't going nowhere. He loved the game too much, man. He and this is way he's one of the people like a Joe Paterno. Like they live for this. Yeah. He don't do. Well, I bet you yeah, this guy okay, has okay. no other hobbies. And the off season <laughs> is film, is yeah. scouting. Like he he does nothing else. He probably don't even make love to his wife. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's all about football with this dude. So it's I don't all see. It. Yeah, it's not I don't, football. It's not necessary. Right. <laughs> She gotta have. She gotta put a helmet on for him to play with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how she had the enticing. Like, look, baby, look at me. And she put some shoulder pads on. He's like, oh yeah, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like this dude, man. He's like a man. He's like the Professor X when it comes to football. Like this dude is a mastermind, man. He's like, literally forgotten more about football than most of these current sure. coaches know. What? You say, what? Man. Now we we got the uh, the clown show of the week. <laughs> what the hell was going on with the Ravens and the Browns, man? Like, man. oh my god, that was that was one of the worst. Like, even even the referees decided they was gonna get in and on the act. It, it seemed like it was a comedy going on. I would say that Baker Mayfield is trash, but that would be an insult to trash. It, it, they say every man's <laughs> trash is, is, is another man's treasure. So that would be an insult to trash. Baker Mayfield is more like dumpster juice. Like there is no use for, there is nothing good that can come from, there. It, it's just, this guy got to go. Like he's horrible. He is a soggy shit sandwich and nobody mm. wants him. Mm. Like, like, he, he's horrible. I wouldn't be surprised in all honesty. No, let me let me rephrase that. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be upset if during this bye week they they just came and said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and transition Case Keenum into being our starting QB. We feel like we can get a little bit more traction with Keenum than we can with with Mayfield." If I was a coach right right now, your playoff chances are slipping away, and Mayfield just ain't it. I'll leave it alone. I know Baker Mayfield pisses me off every week. You have too good of a team to allow him to destroy it right now. Go grab Matt Ryan this offseason if if you can't get an Aaron Rodgers type. I mean, you got money, so hell, maybe maybe the fact that you got rid of OBJ, maybe this is one of the only places that needs a quarterback, needs a wide receiver, and has the money to pay both Rodgers and Adams. You got to do something. You got too good of a defense to waste. Yeah, Cleveland just made a mistake in the offseason. How many times I got to say this? They didn't pull the trigger when they could have got Rodgers. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about. You blew your Super Bowl chances right there. It is what it is, man. You want to sink with the ship? You on the ship like uh, on the Titanic and the band's still playing? Just go with the ship. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is at this point. Now it's going to be hard to get from under this. You know what I mean? You didn't pile it on. You didn't put that lipstick on the pig, man. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's so it's gonna be hard to get from under it. So um it was just one of those games where it was just meant to be bad. I mean, Baker's already bad, and then he coming against uh he's going against uh Lamar Jackson who's coming off a illness, and you could tell he was affected by that yeah. last night. He was not himself last night. Right. So it was it was bound to be an ugly game based on those two things. I mean, what you think, y'all? Yeah, like, going back to man to Manzel, I mean 
Baker, sorry, the, the same, people. <laughs> same dude. Same dude is just one dumb. Tim, like, hey, he come, he come one for y'all. Tim, Tim Couch. <laughs> We've seen this movie before. Oh god, yeah, man, it's, it, it sucks. I think you know, like, like I said, like because he's such a polarizing figure, and he has all these ads and stuff like that. You have to bring in, like you said, you got to get like the best quarterback to kind of disdain what he kind of means in a sense to that area. But but going on to Lamar. What is up with this illness? They need to do blood samples or something. They need to do everything medically possible because they keep having these sicknesses and ailments. And but it's, I think it still doesn't take away from the four interceptions. It was just fucking disgusting. Those interceptions. I gotta say, especially yeah. the one to Andrews where he threw it, the, how he bombed it. Like, oh man, because <laughs> he, he Andrews would have been open. Like like if he had just thrown to the other side. Versus throwing in between Andrews and the safety. Right. Like, I didn't understand that. Even the touchdown pass that he threw, it was a bad ball. It just True. It was a great play. You know what I mean? Like he ran a while and just threw it, and Andrews came back to it, caught in the end zone. So that was a bad throw. You you wouldn't want your quarterback making that kind of throw, but it ended up being a good play. So with, with Lamar, man, you take the good with the bad. I mean, that's all you can do. We had the Buccaneers going up against the Colts. That was a great game. I, I just knew the Colts were going to pull this out. And, and they looked like the better team for most of the game. Like they just the, the coach when, when you watch them play ball, you know that they're a a, a team that is well coached. The, the Buccaneers were able to pull it out in the end in the 38 to 31 victory. But the coach definitely gave it their all. I, I, I like what I'm seeing from from Indy right now. Oppositely, I, I don't I don't know that Tampa Bay has the same level of confidence in themselves. They just. It looks like something is broken, and maybe maybe that's Antonio Brown's role. Maybe maybe they're they're rolling as per usual when Antonio Brown comes back. Maybe maybe he's a little bit more important to that offense than than we than we thought. Versus just being a, a plug and play or easily replaced based on their other receiving talents. But they got away from what they do best: run the damn ball. You proved last week against the Bills you could run against a good run team. These teams played against the Buccaneers and they just. Forget about the run game. Like going to the fourth quarter, I believe uh, Jonathan Taylor made it maybe had nine carries, and then on the lat one of the latter later drives, he had seven carries on that one drive, and they scored a touchdown. Like, yeah, what are you that, doing? That pissed me off. That pissed me off because it's like <laughs> go with the person that got you there. Taylor is otherworldly talented. He ended up getting about the stat line that we said he probably would this week, but he could have gotten a whole lot more if they didn't he, go away from He got from it the all in one quarter. You that know was, what I mean? That was ridiculous. Right. The first three quarters, they didn't run the ball. They had like nine carries in three quarters. And then you're going to have seven on one drive. Which I'm is a part of like, the reason huh? why the Buccaneers were able to put up 38 points. Right. <laughs> you got to keep, keep giving them back keep, the ball. Right. You got to keep that old guy on the sideline. You know what I mean? That's it. But you have a top three offensive line in the league. Run the damn ball, man. And, and I mean, so I think it's funny. Shot the, um, I seen a fan. I mean, yeah, that's what it's like. With the, with the hat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Run the damn ball. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Run the ball. Then that sets up the the play action pass. And then you can right. hit Pittman and all these other guys. You know what I mean? But And Wentz looked good out there. Yeah, he's making the coats look very smart for the, for the move that they made for sure. Um, just a couple of more games to go over. 
the Eagles and the Giants, that was another shit show. Um, not really much to go go over in that one other than uh, Vander, you were 100% spot on <laughs> with, with your assessment of one uh, Mr. Jalen Hurts this week. You said he'd probably have a dud of a game. Dud was not even the word. It looked like they forgot how to play football for a week. And now watch next week, Jalen Hurts to go out there and put up 30 points. Like, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> My thing was about getting gullied the ball. Like they made this big old thing on ESPN on Twitter how the coach brought him up to the front of the plane and oh we're gonna get him the ball. We're gonna get him more involved. <laughs> this man finally got involved the fourth quarter when he caught that twenty five yard pass. Other than that, he really was mediocre. And then again, a move that was seventy two million dollars in the making what is going on with the report but when you win and you win it but like your, your point to hurts like i just you know I, I thought when uh sirianni came over from the cult is like oh man this is about to be lightning in a bottle i like him as offensive coordinator it's like they have an identity crisis every week it's like like you said one minute we're gonna run the ball 30 times the next we're gonna get uh hurts to run for two touchdowns the next we're gonna finally open up and pass the ball and it's like they don't matriculate the ball well enough and then by the second half they wondering how they're gonna convert third down which they can't do in the second half for whatever reason they're just too dependent on game script and it's not enough creativity going on and they're not using hurts man i don't i mean it's sad that's weird to say it is they're just too inconsistent on how they use it in my opinion it almost feels like they're putting Hurts in a position that they don't really want to keep him, so they're not going to allow him to shine because then it, the the opportunity to move on would be taken away from them. I don't know, like it's it's, it's definitely broken. They 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 might need to start from the ground up. Nah, definitely, man. When you bring in these certain talents, the Lamar Jacksons of the world, or the Jalen Hurts of the world, you need to bring the right coordinator with them. Back. I think you got too many people trying to fit squares and circles and. And they think just because they know X's and O's, I can make it fit. I can make it work. No. You want to get the best out of these guys' skill set. And like Joe said, they've just been very inconsistent on the way they're using them. Sometimes it looks good, and sometimes they just like, why would they do that with them? You know what I mean? This is a guy who need to move the pocket, get outside, you know, things like that. Uh, get some design runs for him. You know, I, I, I keep going back to Roman because he's like the guy. Yeah. He's like the whisperer for these type of skill sets. Um, we see it in, in fields. That's um, another place he can actually head coach. I think, man, I, I, I think Philly and Chicago will be open. Uh, somebody give him a call, man. Get him out of there. You know what I mean? If not, get their OC. I mean, get the quarterback coach. Because usually, you know, the quarterback coach is like OC Junior. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but somebody need to, like you because you're wasting money. Like you, the Chicago Bears. Like yeah, like he wasting <laughs> money. You got Fields not looking like who we thought he was going to be. Due to you not playing them right. You know what I mean? So hey, we got a bit of breaking news, y'all. Dan Arnold suffered a grade two MCL sprain. He's out four to six weeks. So he will do nothing for your fantasy team for the rest of this year. Also, head coach Mike McCarthy is out due to COVID. So um doesn't look like Mike McCarthy is gonna go this week. And maybe that's an addition by subtraction. Who cares about McCarthy anyway? Um, exactly. <laughs> he he, he reminds me of Wade Phillips. And what I say is that, you know, you got those head coaches. That just, should just be a coordinator. Right. And it just seemed like nobody was paying him any attention. Right. He just looked yeah, like whatever, he just, coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who gives a damn what he thinks? You know what I mean? Like, he just seemed like that guy on the sideline to me. When my was, parents, they yell all the time, but the kids just be like, yeah, okay. I'll get yeah. to it when I get to it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a jungle. You know what I'm saying? He just can't control them. He's just like, whatever. 
We had the uh, Falcons go up against the Jaguars. 21 to 14 was the outcome of this one. Man, this is my boy, uh, my boy, my boy. Yeah, Mr. Uh, lukewarm Water, Matt Ryan, uh, did decent. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do against the Jaguars. So the Jaguars are doing what they do. At least they aren't going to be the worst team in the league. They have more wins this year than they had last year. It's one of those is what it is. Um, A lot of the pieces that they thought they would have, they don't due to injury. Some short-term, some long-term. But I got a feeling that the year that the Jaguars are having will overall end up being a good thing for them. Uh, they're able to accumulate talent. They're actually able to kind of accumulate what they need a little little bit faster based on where they're going to be in the draft versus just kind of being in no man's land. Good, good enough to be decent, but not good enough to be great. I, I think they'll be able to kind of flip that switch, barring injury, things of that nature going forward. But they have a young nucleus. Um, the coach is still trying to figure it out. A lot of the players are trying to figure it out. Like I said, being young and um, they had a, a lot of their best players that can't go for the rest of this year. So that was just one of those games that was on. I really didn't pay all that much attention to it other than the fact that Cordell Patterson, for my money, is the fantasy MVP by far. Mm. By far. It's not even close. Who was beating this drum all year? Yeah, absolutely. You were on the front end of it by far. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, he he is the fantasy. Based on where you were able to draft him and based on what he has produced, um, like I said last week, I am not sitting this guy as long as he is in the game, period. The Falcons don't have any other weapons at this point with Ridley being out, Mike Davis is just a guy. Pitts is being covered more often than not by the number one cornerback <laughs> at this point. So it's it's one of those you aren't going to beat us with that guy type situation. And Patterson just comes in and he's the running back, he's the receiver, he's the tight end, he's the. I don't I don't even really have a question about this team or this game. My question is how in the hell has he been on so many different teams and no one was able to figure out how to unleash this guy? I mean he's been on teams with some really good head coaches and no one has been able to figure out that this guy can do all of this this guy he's playing like he could have had a hall of fame football career if somebody had just noticed his talent i think it's one of those things he finally got opportunity to play but why that's what i'm saying why how because he's so skilled as a return man that a lot of times people put you in a box think Mm -hmm. about it Steve Smith, if they wouldn't unleash him, he'd have been in a box. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody thought Steve Smith was just a good return guy. Ended up being, a, to me, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things, like, if nobody will unleash that and let you go, then sometimes you're, you're, you could be good at, so good at one thing that it makes you from doing something from else. It. Right. Chanel kind of mirrors Cordell to me. So when I look at LaVisca, I'm like, damn, why they won't use LaVisca like they use Patterson? He like my ass. Pa- Patterson but, is built like a running back, but has the same skill set as Chenault. Chenault yeah, seems to get hurt every damn time they do anything <sighs> other than throwing the ball. I mean, and yeah, even when they throw in the ball sometimes. Yeah, but Cordell, it's not like he's Debo, you know what I mean? Size, like he's still getting the backfield, like, you know what I mean? I, I think they could use him the same way, you know what I mean? Because they, cause they skill set kind of mirrors each other. Um they so, better figure it out. I, I honestly think that's that's the role that Travis Etienne was supposed to play. He, right, he was right. going to do the same thing that Cordero Patterson is doing for the Falcons is what his job was going to be for the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of, which may be the only reason why Chenault wasn't put in that type of a position because they thought they had the guy to do it. And then even with your boy Agnew. They kind of put Agnew in that same position where they where they were giving him carries out of the backfield as well. So they, they were kind of, for whatever reason, they were trying to
trying to keep Chenault from having that position, and I think it has to do with his his injury history. Shout out to Patterson, man. He's a South Carolina guy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Rock Hill. You know what I mean? So shout out to him for, for that. We got the Jets that went up against the Texans. And these teams are so bad that it made it a good game. <laughs> it was actually an entertaining game. Now the Jets are 3-8. and eight. They put up 21 points. It was a 21-14 to 14 game. And um, this one was one of those games where, you know, you had a little bit of everything. Wilson ended up injuring, um, I, I think it was, was it a knee? I think it may have been. Hasn't been anything out put out there. It didn't seem as if it was major, so we'll kind of see what comes about with that. But the Jets were able to pick up another win. Well, I mean, Zach Wilson did get hurt, right? <laughs> like I said before, I've been saying, man, just get prepared for next year. You're out here just swinging in the air. You're swinging like uh, like Trey did in Boys in the Hood when he came in. You know what I'm saying? Just girl house. <laughs> just... You know Knocking out babies, like, yeah. You know, be a minute to South just, Central while drinking juice, swinging, man. So, like, <laughs> just count this as a loss, man, and go ahead and start looking to the college ranks and, and get these picks together and, and come out fighting next year. But this game, man, yeah, it was the fourth. He he tweaked his knee in the fourth, and it's saying yeah. that Wilson said after the game that moments of instability in the knee, kind of par for the course, is kind of he's he's been dealing with that and been able to get through it. I mean, there's no risk of re-injury per Andy Vasquez of the North Jersey Journal. They're saying that he should be good to go. He'll be looking to kind of deal with some of his accuracy issues going into Week 13, going against the Eagles. So as of right now, the tweak that he had wasn't anything that was a a setback, if you will. Um, and he should be going this coming week, barring any unexpected setbacks in practice. So that's where we are as far as Jack. Um, Zach Wilson is concerned. Yeah, I heard that with uh, RG3, his rookie year before, too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when, he came to, when Seattle came to town. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a that's a, that's a little different. Yeah, I think oh, that's he, a, that's a difference. That's he a, that's he a tore off his whole knee, <laughs> so oh, bit, he might next week. A little bit of a different injury. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, anybody can get hurt any given week. Yeah, because RG3 hurt his knee throughout the season. He hurt it last time; it was significant. He came back during the playoffs, first game, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like honestly. I thought it hurts Elijah more because I already knew as soon as it I does. heard he was starting. I'm oh like, yeah, it does. God damn, I just want to see Elijah more ball out, man. I don't know and what he, it is. He just favors Crowder so much, and obviously Corey Davis when he's healthy. Right. It's like, dude, this motherfucker is burning people routinely. I, it's like another OBJ. Yeah, I mean, and and that's a part of what has to be like legit has to be developed between the quarterback and wide receiver because if Wilson and Moore don't end up on the same page, I can see the Jets being more likely to I know I know who they just paid up for, but you see what you got in Moore and 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 with subpar quarterbacks. So, I mean, if Wilson can't put up the numbers that these either never went up the hill or over the hill quarterbacks can, that may be pretty telling. And if I'm the Jets, you know, maybe I do what Washington did, but just a year later, which is I go out and get my Kirk Cousins to back up my Zach Wilson in the event that, you know, ultimately I made a mistake with Wilson, that that may, that may be your saving grace eventually. Just something else to keep in mind. Tyrod did his thing. Cooks, as per normal, is the one ray of sunshine and otherwise dark cloud. 
He continues to, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter what the team is, he continues to put up points. So good on him. I can see the Texans competing for that second or third draft pick between them mm-hmm. and the Jets uh, with the Jets taking that head-to-head matchup. That may be the win that they needed to fail at getting the number two draft spot. So congratulations to them on that needless win. Um, but you had the Chargers go up against the Broncos. That ended up being a 28 to 13 game. Um, the Chargers just don't look quite right. Um, Eckler's dropping passes every three, four balls. Um, H- Herbert, he looks like he has the yips. Uh, he looks more like a rookie now than he did last year. So I, I don't, I don't know what the heck they have going on. Um, yeah, they, they need to write that shit pretty quickly. Um, but again, that was a 28 to 13 loss. They are above 500. So they aren't playing terribly, but that was just a surprising game to me. Yeah, sophomore slump. I mean, Courtney has got film on you, so now True. they know how to uh, attack you a little bit better. But his defense is horrible. I mean, that's one thing. Yeah, that was supposed to be their calling card, too. Right. Like, did, I mean, did you see that play? Okay, first of all, Teddy Bridgewater, he's playing on one leg. How does a one-leg Teddy Bridgewater get away from you, Bosa? And then throws, uh, it was either a first down or a touchdown on that play. But or it ended up leading to a touchdown. But it, it was crazy. Like, like, there's no way he should have been able to get away from it. And, and it's like they, all these near misses is what they've been having all year. For whatever reason, their best defensive guys are, are always close but no cigar. It's funny. Like, these teams have what the other team needs. Um, the Chargers need the Broncos defense, and the Broncos need Herbert. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, but I know this game is going to be one of these type of games. It's a divisional game. They usually play out like this. I mean, I don't, I don't see the Chargers going far. I know people have high hopes for them. I think Williams, Mike Williams, is still affected by this knee injury. I know everybody yeah, saying he he's passed it, but he just fell off a cliff. I mean, since the Facts. first couple of games of the first couple of games of the season, like he looked like the Mike Williams of old. And the Mike Williams of old was always hurt. Right. So, I mean, that that's you're 100% correct. And it's unfortunate because he started, hell, I think about a month into the season or so, he was, if not the number one, maybe the number two wide receiver in fantasy. But like you said, yeah. he fell off a cliff. Shout, out to, shout out to the guy that got him and traded him yep. at his peak because you, you definitely yep. won. Sure. <laughs> No matter what you got for them, you definitely would. You had the uh, Rams go up against the Packers. Man, the Rams look like, you know how you got that guy that on Madden or on 2K will build a super team and still get his ass whooped by like the Browns because the other person just know what they're doing? That's what the Rams are looking like right now. They have all the parts and pieces, but they just aren't gelling. Maybe we're asking too much of them to jail in a two-week time period, maybe that wasn't a part of the plan. Maybe they plan on limping into the playoffs and being that like New York Giants type of a team that can come out of seemingly nowhere when all hope was lost. But the Packers on the other end, they're looking like the real deal. The Packers are making it as such that their GM will have to be fired because the stark difference between what you're going to see from Green Bay this year and what you're going to see from Green Bay next year, unless they unless they, they can be preemptive and fire the GM and maybe they keep the players. I mean, that's still on the table. 
but man, Gr Green Bay is going to make it real hard for their fans to ever forgive them from what I'm seeing. I can definitely see them possibly representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think it may come down to the Packers, maybe Tampa Bay, if they, if they get it together. I think it may take one more year for Arizona to kind of get their sea legs under them, if you will. A real funny story, but real quick. Aaron Rodgers is good. I don't know what people Absolutely. Are, yo, this dude is like that. You know what I mean? In my opinion, is the man. Yeah. He's got a bad attitude. Right. A lot of people just don't <laughs> like the way he rub them and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. man, that dude the real deal. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Funny story though, Devontae Adams came out and they asked him, did he talk to Odell? And uh, Odell hit him up a couple of days ago and was like, yo, he need that jersey after the game. And uh, Devontae Adams told him, man, go get the Cooper Cup jersey since that who you want to play with. Mm. Pretty tough, man. Go get that Cooper Cup jersey, Damn. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like that, man. Devontae Jeez. is on a little fire. You know what I'm saying? That's that dog in him. Yeah, because he knew, man, like Odell. That would have been the championship. Man. That would have been the championship. That would have been a hell of a piece. You know what Can I mean? Can you imagine so, Odell in the MVS that would have been a position they took over. He would have took over Scantlin's job. Oh. And my God, if you can put the ball in the man's hands, we saw the one time that Stafford actually got it to him. He, as per usual, he crushed the, uh, the cornerback that was on him. Right. Wide ass open. Aaron Rodgers would have had a field. But again, that's not a, and I hate that Devontae did him that way. And I'm going to be honest with you because. No, nah, I don't. I, I do. And the only, the only reason I do, the only reason I do is because <laughs> that's where he wanted to be. Like the only thing Green Bay had to do was act like they gave a shit. The GM calls this. Before he signed with the Rams, it was reported that he contacted or his people contacted Green Bay every day in this process said hey just 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 a little bit more just just put a little bit more out there and, and he'll at least for this year he'll be yours mm -hmm. now that's the same thing he did with the Rams so he didn't sign a long-term contract and they had the money to pay him for this year why would you not try to go after that Super Bowl this year knowing what you're probably in all likelihood about to go through in the next few years to come that would have been one of those hey you can't say I didn't throw a dog a bone type of situation and if Cobb is hurt he is hurt, but I just don't know for how long. But, I mean, you're, you're back to not really having that second reliable receiver. I don't know. The pack, the Packers just seem to be – it seems like the the marriage is over and, and neither one want to leave the house. Someone's going to have to put one of y'all out. Or y'all just going to keep fussing and fighting every day and, and, and nothing good is going to come out of it. That, that, that's kind of how it feels right now with the, the Packers situation. And the only thing that's – has a band-aid over it is the fact that they're winning five and zero at home nine and three on the season if they were losing we would really have some entertaining fireworks <laughs> um, i don't think aaron Rodgers would be able to hold himself back if if you consider this version of aaron Rodgers to to be showing restraint but hey it's one of those is what it is scenarios i just <clears throat> i like that beckham chose the rams honestly you got to think about to me personally, yeah, he could have possibly won a Super Bowl. But when you look at it, the Rams throw, I think, what, eight more times a game. It's some type of astronomical number compared to the Packers. You don't know how the Packers are going to win. One day it could be running. The next day it could be, you know, with the Cora or whatever the tight end getting a lucky touchdown. For Odell's brand we're looking at, he wouldn't be hit. he'll be able to retest free agency and have enough, you know, targets and, and catches and everything for him to – 
still be considered a number one wide receiver. I don't see that as likely. Considering with Matt LaFleur, his scheme is like McVay and almost yeah, and just like Shanahan where it's unorthodox. You, one moment, this guy's a top plate, the next minute, another guy. And Odell needs some type of consistency after not having a great three years with the Browns. He, I think this is the best you know, move for him was going to the Rams. Fonte is a shell of himself. He doesn't even get double-digit uh, catches anymore. He's barely touching that in target. So, Which is why I honestly believe he wanted him to come there because it would have made life so much easier for him. Yeah. I, right. yeah. I mean, but it's just, I mean, you're Devontae Adams. I think it's just the scheme, how the floor is doing it now because he just loves that 12 personnel. He loves 21 personnel just the same, and it just – Devontae, you know, he's going against a lot. This is a copycat league, and this cover four Robert type of scheme is really – we talk about it all day, like, why is Herbert going wrong? What's going on with this person? This is a copycat league, and people are getting so smart. They're starting to play, okay, we're going to play a fourth and fill, fourth and fill, fourth and fill, and then we're going to have us uh, – we're going to rotate between the top – you know, the high top safety being a full safety, strong safety. Hey, if it, we're going to give him the look at man. If he go, you know, he go past us, you follow him. If he goes inside, you know, you play man until, you know, depending to keep on the quarterback. And it's really mitigating a lot of these throws and a lot of these boom plays from our top receivers. And I think it's smart, you know, like, you know, so I think Devontae and all these other elite receivers, it's just schematics. These, you know, defenses are starting to turn it up minus Raheem Morris who need to get fired from the Rams. It's, I think that's <laughs> Last point with that is just we've seen it with Rex Ryan. We've seen it with Spagnolo when he was with the Giants. When you overcomplicate a defense and it stops working, Bats. it's hard to keep installing a new defense every week. And I think that's what happened with them. They were great last year. They've been great early in the season. But when it starts to be chinks in the armor and you have a complicated defense to learn the terminology and to communicate all that, like they need like a defense retreat where all of them just be bros or something and have a <laughs> <laughs> get back on the same page. I'll tell you. The last matchup that we had yesterday was the Vikings versus the 49ers. The 49ers ended up putting out this win 34 to 26. And don't look now, but the 49ers are are they're storming back. They now have a six and five record, so they're still in the hunt. The only thing they got to do is keep winning, and their defense is standing up right now. It looks like Jimmy G is in his bag. He's going to make it very difficult for the 49ers at the end of the year to say, yeah, okay, we're just going to hand the keys of the kingdom over to the young guy who hasn't shown very much just yet. And not only that, but he's putting on wax. One of these teams that need a veteran quarterback, your Pittsburghs of the world, possibly even Atlanta, if Matt Ryan ends up going somewhere else, the Denver Broncos of the world, et cetera. He's, he's putting those teams on notice that he's every bit as good as you thought he was. It's just a matter of whether or not you can keep him healthy. And this year, uh, knock on wood, he's healthy. So this is going to be a very interesting playoff run and even more so an interesting offseason. Oh, you know what? One thing that we missed, Leonard Fournette, have a day, sir. This guy put up four touchdowns, man, and, and, and against a pretty decent defense, if I do say so myself. I don't know that he has had a game like that before. The first thing that came to mind is, yeah, this is the guy that wasn't good enough to be a Jaguar. This is why we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, the, the Jaguars had a running back. They could have used that first round pick. Matter of fact, him and Robinson being on the same team, that combo, 
and not having to use a first round pick on the ETN type could have been exactly what put the Jaguars where they wanted to be a little bit sooner. But yeah, he ended up running wild on yesterday. So shout out to everybody who was able to start Mr. Lenny Fortune. Outside of that, I believe that about wraps up all of the game reviews. Good luck in the playoffs. We'll make sure that we guide you through this next show coming up. We're going to talk about matchups and we'll also give you a little bit of a, a playoff preview. Um, maybe there are a couple of sly moves that you can make right now to prepare yourselves for the playoffs. We're going to get you ready for that as well. With that being said, we out.